ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. I'm your host, Janice Porter, and I'm here today with my guest, Lisa Pizik. And Lisa is coming to us from Ontario, Canada, and I'm very excited to be talking to her today. She is a bundle of energy and hopefully keeps me up there because she definitely has enough for both of us. Welcome, Lisa. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. You are most welcome. Now, Lisa and I met through my favorite way of meeting people, referral. Mm -hmm. uh, a mutual friend of ours uh, said, I think you should meet Lisa. She'd be great on your podcast. And I know that she's going to be. Um, just a little bit about Lisa that I wanted to share with you. She is a business strategist, a number one international Amazon best-selling author, a Thrive Global author, a worldwide speaker, and an RN who takes your business online with excellence. She studied under the world's best, and she can tell us about that if she'd like. And she, along with her husband, Eric, and their team specialize in done-for-you services with branding, content creation, funnels, and websites with their agency, Infinite Design House. Lots of stuff that she does. And I'm just going to ask you right off the bat, Lisa, what's your story? Mm, so I found myself behind the wheel of a car, gripping, shaking, crying in the car by myself. Seconds had passed where I was almost wiped out by a transport truck. Oh my gosh. I was distracted because I had just received a series of texts from someone that I was having a conflict with. About and how long ago was this? This was five years ago. And so I'm just asking because when, when you say you were distracted, like distracted driving, right? And I'm thinking, mm. how long has this been a thing for us? I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I, I thought that was... Oh, no, okay. Yeah. So distracted driving was not a thing for me. Yeah, yeah. But I received these texts after text after text after text coming in. And I thought, oh my God, as a mom and a wife, I thought something seriously has happened to my family. I better pull over and see what this is. Who is barraging me with all these texts? And when I pulled over and I pulled out my phone, it was my mom. And I hadn't spoken to her in a long time because I grew up being told who I could date, who I couldn't date, who I'd be friends with, who I wouldn't be friends with, what school I would go to, what profession I would be. Being a nurse was not a profession I chose for myself. Mm -hmm. And my entire life, I was living misaligned. I was living someone else's path that was maybe well-intentioned sure. set out for me. And when I didn't listen, when I said, no, I don't want to do that, I want to do this, there was heck to pay. <laughs> a barrage of texts said, 
Lisa, it's your mother. We haven't spoken in a while. We hadn't spoken in almost a year. And she said, you are heartless. You are soulless. You're no longer my daughter. We don't have a relationship anymore. And I don't care if we ever talk again. Oh my goodness. And that was when I threw down that phone and I threw the car in drive. And even though I was in the car by myself, something said to, I heard a voice say stop. And that was the moment that I slammed on my brakes. And when I looked up, that truck just whipped me by. It wasn't your time. It wasn't my time. And that was the moment when I'm like, man, I am here. I am alive. I have a message. I have a mission. I have a purpose. And boy, I better go live it. And the other part of that was I needed to change what was going on in between my ears because when I didn't listen to good old mommy dearest, criticism came out Mm. and I took on that voice in my head, which held me back from ever going after anything I wanted. And it was my husband who was like, babe, you have a following. People love being around you. People are attracted to you. They're attracted to your energy. Like you should be an entrepreneur. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And you you were a nurse, right? You were a nurse. Yeah. yeah, So I was actually a traveling nurse at that time. And that's what I was doing. I was going to hospital hospital, and I was a nurse educator um, at the time teaching. So I always loved teaching. I always had a passion for that, but I never thought of myself as entrepreneurial. And it was through his nudging that he was like, we got to do this. And my first business was actually in fitness and health and fitness in that industry. But that's when I really started to get into the relationships that we have with Mm ourselves, the stories that we tell ourselves, Mm -hmm. the relationships that we have with others. And really that like life development, personal development why are we here? Why do we want to make ourselves better? That was how I first started helping people. And it was through courses and coaching programs and everything now that we create for others. I walked the walk and my husband and I created it together. So that's how I got started in what I'm doing. It was through me doing it myself. Mm-hmm. But that moment made me realize that I meant to do more. I meant to serve bigger. And that was the moment when I wanted to play bigger and really dive into the speaking and the writing and the coaching and the everything that we do now. Because I realized story because you really did a pivot then to um to follow your your heart, which I Mm -hmm. love. Now I I identify with what you said about teaching because I love teaching. I was born teacher and I got a degree in teaching and I taught school, but I didn't stay teaching school for the duration as a lot of my um, peers did because Mm -hmm. I couldn't stand the bureaucracy and I couldn't stand being locked into that place all day long. And if I sat in the wrong seat in the lunchroom, someone would get mad at me. And it was like, you know, the, the, the whole thing about that. So I left teaching and then I did some corporate training uh, for quite a while, but my path to um, my own business took me a lot longer and because I didn't have any business training either. And I needed neither at that point, I'm guessing because somebody else 
probably booked the training for you that you did at the different hospitals, correct? Right, right. Yeah, it's just interesting because you have to start now. You have to think differently now. Um, what or who I should say? You said something that a lot of um, people in my industry, in the network marketing industry, find as a sort of second um, path, mm -hmm. which is always personal development. That's what yes. network marketing sort of is. So when you got into your business and your first business and decided to start working on yourself, wh who was the first um, thought leader or who was your first influence in that regard? Mm -hmm. It's funny you say with network marketing because when I was growing my wellness business, I became a beach body coach. Oh. And through that, they had these four vital behaviors that we were to do every single day, you know, be a product of the product, invite yeah. people, yeah. the champion, celebrate, do personal development. Yeah. I'm like, personal what? Yeah. What? What? <laughs> what? I had never, ever in my life prior to that ever been exposed to personal development, had no idea what it was. Brendan Richard was the first thought leader that I got aligned with. And I read his book, Life's Golden Ticket, yeah. which is about second chances at life and loving deeper and living bigger and getting honed in on your purpose. And that was the first one. And well, then- That was a big one to start with. Right? <laughs> And, yeah. that, and, that, and the charge and the motivation manifesto and all of his books were about living in, sitting into your purpose. Well, and I realized that, oh, no, sorry. I had realized that as a, you know, 34 year old woman, I had never thought about what the heck is my purpose right. on this planet. Like right. I had never, ever thought about that ever in my thirties, in my life ever. Didn't he have um, a life-changing, was it illness or an accident? It was an accident. An accident, yeah. He had a near-death yeah. accident in a, in a foreign country. They were whipping around a road oh, and there was signage, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and the same. It's His whole thing is, did I live, did I love, did I matter, were his three questions, right? And that really hit me that, same, I never asked myself those questions. Right. I was just... On well, why would you? Why would you? You were 34. Why would you? You know, you're still learning and, and doing and experiencing. So you wouldn't unless something prompted you to, um, yeah. to think deeper for sure. Yeah. So um, interesting story though. So, um, so your husband encouraged you, you made the shift, you took a big leap, I'm guessing. Yes. Was he already in business for himself? He was. So he was ahead of the game. When we first met in our 20s, he was working in a lot of agencies and he had worked his way up in the website design, graphic design, tech, all the things that I have no, that scared me about business. I'm like, I have no idea how to like do any of this. Right. And right when we met and got married, he had just decided to go out on his own because he had like freelance clients on the side and again, was growing that and it was at a level where he was okay to leave. So he was about eight or so years ahead of me That's good. being an entrepreneur, but I was able to kind of fast track because he had, or we, I should say together, it was kind of like. I had the nursing job that was the stable, you know, income while he was figuring out the unsteadiness in the beginning of entrepreneurship. Sure. 
So it made my, my transition and then our transition together so much more smooth because he had already figured it out. We had already kind of figured it out together along the way. And having the, I was always big on teaching and content and he was always big on the tech design side. It was the perfect blend of what an entrepreneur needs when they want to get out there and get visible. But um, it took me a long time as well to realize that that was my secret sauce, the content, the connection. Um, I didn't really live into that in the beginning. I was so afraid of judgment and doing it wrong. And, you know, I'd grown up in this people pleasing and perfectionist and kind of atmosphere that it was either I have to be the best at this and be a hundred percent or I'm not going to do it at all. And in my mind, entrepreneurship was just like all these people up here were doing it. And little old Lisa was down here. And that was one of the first biggest mistakes I ever made was putting people on pedestals and yeah. thinking that that will never happen for me or that that's not, I'm not capable of that mm -hmm. when it's the person right? It's a natural thing. So I, I can yeah. understand that. So um, I have to ask because you and your husband live together and work together and you talk <laughs> about relationships. How does that work? Yeah. You know, I'll tell you the good and the bad. So, <laughs> So people always ask us, um, you know, how do you have, you must have like amazing work-life balance. And I'm like, nope, no, nope. <laughs> we have no work-life balance right now. Like, especially being at home. Yeah. Now we're filming this in COVID time. We have a six-year-old. Like it, some days we just fly by the seat of our pants. We tag team. We're passing each other. Like, you know, so some days it's a complete mess. And that's the point. Do you have separate offices? We do well. I work on the main level, and he's in the basement. Okay. So, so we have separate parts of the house. Yeah. But um, a few things that we've done is, which we never thought about, solo time. So we love being a family, the three of us doing things together. There's we made time for date, date day, date night, dates at home where we don't talk about business because okay. that was a big one. We would be having a glass of wine and having dinner and talking about clients and because we're so excited about what we do. I know we don't talk business. But then the last one is just alone time. Like I'll go for a walk by myself. I'll ride on the Peloton by myself. He'll go play around a golf, not in COVID, but when he could, he'll go play around a golf by himself. That permission to have a little bit of quiet alone time yeah. lets us come back together so much better. So I think we are one of those couples that are like nerdy and attached at the hip and we love, we love loving on each other and parenting and working and playing, but just those little bits of away time and solitude has made our business and our marriage and our parenting so much stronger that's good to hear because um, you know some people say i can't i could never work with my husband and it's like maybe that's true you have to be a certain kind of couple or individual yeah to be able to work together right? i couldn't work with my husband either but yeah 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 we my ringtone for my husband on my phone is the good the bad and the ugly it's his favorite <laughs> song 
yeah, favorite movie of all times, but it's like, that's the thing, right? You've got, there's some good, there's some bad, there's some things that will never change. And they, you know, you just have to walk a, a fine line. And, and I think it's really important. And I think that you have uh, given yourselves um, alone time because especially with women, we don't take that time for ourselves and we need it. We do. We need to be yes. a person, not just say, oh, I can't do that. I better check with my husband first. Come on. Yeah. Or I remember, again, I don't know where this subconscious thing came from, but I would be like, oh, honey, um, I, I want to go for a walk. Like, can I, can I go? Like, like asking permission. And he's like, uh, yeah, like, okay, you don't have to ask me. And I'm like, oh yeah, why am I like asking exactly. permission to be able to go do that? Um, so it's just weird. You're right. Sometimes, yeah. or like, are you okay? Are you okay watching Oliver? Uh, yeah, I'm his dad. I'm pretty sure I'm okay watching our own child. Like, yeah, you, you know? know, I used to say, um, that a lot of husbands and dads would say I'm babysitting. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. I'm going to switch gears a little bit because I saw something on one of your uh, blogs that I, I think it was a blog. Yeah. That I absolutely loved. Well, I saw a few things, but this one um, that you talk about return on gratitude, ROG versus return on investment. Can you talk yeah. about that? I loved it so much. Oh my gosh. Yes. So people forget or we forget that it's give and take. <laughs> the give comes first. And in my world, we launch courses and memberships and coaching programs. You know, we launch assets and things that make money mm -hmm. in people's business. So the ROI, return on investment, is always what people say. You know, if I'm going to invest X amount with you, I want to know that I'm going to get X amount, you know, return on my investment. Or if I'm going to run those Facebook ads, when can I expect to get that return on investment back? And I always tell people that's the wrong question. Yeah. The ROG is the right question because there is a, what I like to call a runway before you launch something. And that is the most critical time where the gratitude is giving, expecting, we know what gratitude is, giving, expecting nothing in return. Exactly. So you're teaching something that you and I love. And I always say, you're not an entrepreneur, you're an educator. And the person that can teach and solve problems and give you know, tips for quick wins, they're the ones that people are gonna remember. Whether it's a yes, I'm ready to invest in you now, let's go. Or, oh my God, Janice taught me that thing, that one tip from a few months ago. I can't invest now because, you know, my husband's laid off with COVID, but once he gets back to work, oh, I remember Janice. She taught me that thing. I'm going to go back to her when it's time to invest. Mm -hmm. That return on gratitude when you weren't selling, when you weren't pitching, when you weren't offering, when I call the transactional piece of business or the call to action, either subscriptional or transactional. Transactional is buy this thing, let's do business together. Subscriptional is check out this blog post, check out this podcast, check out this live video, check out this article where you're teaching and then you're continually leading them to more wins, more information. And then I say you've earned the right to sell. We have to earn the right to sell. And when you do that, when you teach and teach and teach and teach and teach, that return on gratitude comes back to you in the sale. 
Very good. Um, I, I loved that quote, that expression so much because in, in my, um, uh, part of my business, my send out cards piece, which you know about, um, the owner of that company teach, he has a book called, uh, how, oh, I never remember the name of it. <laughs> hmm? It's called, uh, the power of human connection. And we talk, he talks about relationship marketing and, uh, which is a term that I use uh, to describe what I do. However, when most people talk about that expression, relationship marketing, they think marketing first. We talk relationship first. So yes. it's 80% of the time, it's about building the relationship. And 20% of the time, it's about marketing. Okay, mm -hmm. so it's give, 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 ask. It's send four cards in a year. Three of them are to show appreciation. And the fourth one is to ask for a referral. So it's right. It's so about them, not about you. And so that, and that return on gratitude, exactly what, what we're talking about. Um, the, the return could come from that person, but it could come from somewhere else. Yes. Right. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. It's about that ripple effect. Yes. Okay. And it's also though about the, um, the power of the, again, an overused phrase right now, but the know, like, and trust factor, right? It's about mm -hmm. if people know, like, and trust you, they've learned something from you over and over. You've been generous with your time, with your, with your um, teachings and with your materials, then they will do business with you. And it isn't even about a transaction anymore. It's just a natural flow of a relationship marketing piece right that then turns into business at least that's what yeah, we hope right yeah we've got this like urgency that everybody wants to convert on like the first time they talk to someone or and that's just not that, that, that doesn't work like that in no other relationship does that you don't meet someone in three seconds and then go get married Right. Like, I mean, I mean, maybe, but yeah. the chance that, you know, rare, I mean, if you're in Vegas, that's another story. To yeah. Right. But it's like, you know, relationships take time to build any solid relationship. Yeah. It's no different in business. It's no, right. I love that you talked about that. Yeah. But I also imagine that in your business, you, um, I'm guessing cause we haven't worked together yet, but I'm guessing that you, um, um, get out of people or bring out of people what who their target audience is and then you play to that because then it must become easier to mm -hmm. find the right people totally i always say it's a co-creation of what your heart and your intention and you want to put out mixed with who you're targeting your people what their wants wishes needs desires are because a lot of people will say and I see this a lot in our industry, just go survey, survey your market and ask them what they want and then create whatever they want. Have you ever tried, <laughs> you're a teacher, have you ever tried to get a consensus out of a group of people? Good luck. They yeah. don't know what they want. Their ideas of what they want change daily, weekly, exactly. monthly. So a lot of times people build something because someone told them it was a good idea when it's not aligned with who they actually want to be and put out into the world, right? Or then other times people have this idea and they're so stuck on, there's no relationship. They're like, this is my idea. It's the best thing since sliced bread and I'm doing it. 
and it just doesn't make sense. It's not saying it's a wrong idea. We just have to find a different way to approach it, to say it, to teach about it, and then people understand it. Isn't it also about the difference between what people want and what people need as well? Yeah, what pe- people don't always know. They know what they want, yes, but they don't know what they need. Exactly. And it's our job yeah. to kind of make that that make sense for them, right? Hundred percent. Now, you, I, I was um, about to um, actually print out this blog post of yours because I love it, and it's where I run, where I need help often, and that mm-hmm. is people saying it's about branding and about it being about emotion and about storytelling. And you have some storytelling and content prompts to get people in tune with their brand emotions. But I'm one of those people who says, well, I don't really have a story. Certainly not a story of life and death like yours. So I think there's an art to telling your story in a compelling way. And Mm -hmm. you can teach Mm -hmm. me that magic. I can. So I, I'm playing now. So Brendan, so Brendan's books were the first, and then I joined his mastermind, which was a beautiful progression. And through him, I met Bo Eason, who's my current mentor and he's a storytelling coach. Ah. And what I learned from Bo was that there's not a, we, we shouldn't place a judgment on our story. Pain, and I learned this from nursing as well, pain is what the person says it is, right? Mm-hmm. And what to me isn't impactful could be the most traumatic thing that ever happened in your life right. and vice versa. Your first time someone broke your heart. Mm. Uh, the first time a mentor, a teacher, someone said to you, mm, I don't think you're good enough. The first time you got an F, the first time you know, you got cut out of a, someone said, I don't want to be your friend anymore. Like things that have happened to us when we were five, six, seven, ten, sometimes are the most impactful things. Sometimes we think it's this life and death and crazy stories. I mean, I've heard, so in the mastermind that I'm in, it's all about storytelling. So I've heard stories from loss and death to, like someone not being picked for a baseball team that like wrecked their whole child and made them think they weren't good enough or a teacher saying, you know, you're never going to make it. Like we all have, we've all experienced pain Mm -hmm. because your story is never your proudest moment ever. It's really easy to talk about the time when you were the champion and everything worked out for you. We can remember those stories in a heartbeat. Oh, I crushed that, I nailed that, I did amazing, I made a difference, I won that award, I birthed my baby, I pushed my baby out in two pushes. Like, you know, we remember those highlight stories. It takes time to think back to what that really deep story, and a lot of times it's a story you don't want to tell. I, I, Never in my wildest dreams did I ever think I would talk about in depth. No, I just shared a snippet of my story. Yes. I talk about in depth a very turbulent relationship with my mom growing Mm -hmm. up my whole life. I never thought I would have the courage or the guts or the vulnerability to share that. And the other piece of storytelling is that you don't share it as a victim. 
It's hard to watch somebody. If I came on to tell my story and I said, my mom is the meanest person in the whole entire world. She told me every day that I was a piece of crap and I would never amount to anything. And she's, you know, she's not what a mother is supposed to be. You'd be like, whoa, wait, like, you know, or my mom ruined my whole life. If I tell it from a victim mode, it's hard to hear and you're not sure where to land as opposed to when you just tell the facts of what happened and you let the person figure it out. That's kind of the art of storytelling is that we're not trying to convince anyone of anything. We're just trying to tell the facts and right. let that user decide whether that's impactful or yeah, not. It's totally an art to tell a story for sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. well, we'll get into that a little bit on our own, I think. Yes. So Lisa, before we, we're coming to the end of the, of the um, broadcast here and I want to ask you if there is um, uh, anything in particular you want to share with my audience that where they can find you, what, um, how they can work with you, that kind of thing. I will put it in the show notes, but yeah. So my website is my name, www.lisapizik.com. It's P-E-Z-I-K. And on there, I'll send you a direct link to Janice for a three-part mini video series. So they're five minutes each. And it goes over the three must-haves for any business to grow. And that's your purpose, your product, and your platform. Because in the world of, A, getting lost in that, where do I find my way? Then there's a sea of when your platform, the social media land, right, is a sea right. of that. How do you pick the right one? And then lastly, the product, because that curse of the creator, I see people with a hundred different things and nothing's working. And we think when something's not working, we got to create more. Mm. And the trick is actually to do less. So this three-part video series is a quick way okay. to get you aligned and have you taking the right steps to help your business grow. So I would love to offer that free and it's there for download and I'll give you the link for that. That's very yeah. kind of you. Thanks, Lisa. And um, one last question. Mm -hmm. What are you most curious about? Mm. Mm -mm -mm. You know... I'm really curious because we are filming this still in the world is crazy right now. 2020 is the craziest year ever yes, for me, yeah. my life and I've lived my short life. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious when it's never going to go back to normal because nothing was ever normal, but I'm curious what people are going to run back to mm. and what people are not going to run back to. Cause I know in our, in our home, Eric and I constantly go, does this even matter? Yeah. Like, is this really important right now? Does this have to get done today? Should we even be stressing about that? Do we want to even get involved in that? Like, there's so many things that I think even internally for me, not that people are bad, situations are bad, things are bad. I just don't want to give my energy to it anymore because mm -hmm. I have a bigger purpose and a bigger game to play. And I wonder if this really just shook people up to really get them aligned with why they're here and what their purpose is and who they are as human beings 
on this planet. Oh, I think that's a very good point and a great place to end actually, because who knows? I mean, the world will, the normal will not be ever back where it was. It'll be a new normal for sure. And it has mm -hmm. made us think very much about what's important. So thank you so much for being my guest today. This has been delightful. And I just want to thank everybody for listening. And if you liked what you heard, please go visit Lisa at her website. And by all means, leave a review for us um, about the podcast because we love that. And don't forget to subscribe, Relationships Rule. And remember, stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.